Welcome to a new edition of the Balaterals.org podcast, where we discuss the most recent developments around free trade agreements. The US government is exploring ways of furthering trade and investment ties with African countries. Last month, at a summit between the US president and 49 African governments, arose the possibility that the African Growth and Opportunity Act, which comes to an end in 2025, could be replaced by an agreement with the African Continental Free Trade Area. It will give the US companies access to 1.3 billion people and a market valued at $3.4 trillion. The US Africa Business Center of the US Chamber of Commerce and the African Continental Free Trade Area Secretariat signed a memorandum of understanding to launch a working group to help advance trade and investment between the US and Africa. And in the next three years, the US is also considering a $55 billion investment in the continent. Trade talks between Kenya and the US resumed last month. Last year, Kenya lifted a decades-old ban on genetically modified crops after being pressured by the US to allow access to EGM food produced by American companies. The US-Kenya trade talks started under the Trump administration and have been seen as a Trojan horse for US corporations in Africa. The first formal negotiating round of the Indo-Pacific framework was held last December in Australia. The initiative was criticized by women's rights organizations, labor unions, and other civil society groups. They opposed the use of big tech upskilling initiatives for women to engage countries to sign on to the framework. They say that the digital rules big tech wrote to deepen their power will undermine not advance women's human rights. Bernard Fatima of the Society for Rural and Education and Development in India emphasized that the IPEF is a mere pinkwashing tactic that will not genuinely respond to the needs of women, especially those in the marginalized sectors. Women groups added that the IPEF was not just about economic trade, but a link in the chain of U.S. hegemonic dominance in Asia-Pacific. They said women must resist the IPEF and stand their ground in face of intensifying U.S.-China rivalry and its encroachment on their lives as sovereign peoples. Maori groups also said that the IPEF breached the obligations of the New Zealand governments to Maori under the Treaty of Waitangi. Negotiations are expected to be fast-tracked throughout 2023. As the third round for a free trade agreement between the European Union and India concluded last month, the Forum for Trade Justice, which is a national network of more than 100 organizations that include farmers groups, trade unions, patient groups, traders, women's rights organizations, academic and NGOs, has expressed concern that the FTA could have serious repercussions for India's development and undermine the livelihoods across multiple sectors. Farmers explained that the proposed FTA targeted reduction or complete elimination of import duties in agricultural, dairy, meat, 
poultry and fisheries product, which could create serious threats for millions of Indian farmers, fishers and milk producers, many of whom are small-scale producers and many are women. They added that they're not interested in selling in EU markets and cannot even meet the EU standards. But heavily subsidized products from the EU will take away the space in the national market. The EU is also attempting to force India to join the UPOV 91 convention, which would compromise Indian farmers' traditional free use and exchange of seeds. Doctors Without Borders also said that the EU's proposed text on intellectual property extends the patent terms by five years, which would extend monopolies on new medicines and keep prices high for an extended period. In terms of the digital economy, the EU wants free cross-border data flows and the full opening of government data, which will challenge India's sovereign rights over its data and the policy space to use such data for the benefits of Indian communities, workers, small enterprises, startups, and so on. Making such concessions to the EU would also have implications for India's security. And now looking ahead to 2023 and what else is to be expected? The European Union intends to multiply free trade agreements with countries having strategic mineral and metal resources. In December, the EU signed a trade deal with Chile that possesses some of the largest lithium reserves in the world, which was criticized by 500 organizations and members of parliament across the Atlantic. Last year, the bloc also signed deals on raw materials with Kazakhstan and Namibia. And in 2023, the EU is planning to sign agreements with Mexico and Australia, both providers of raw materials. The trade deal between the EU and Mercosur will come back under the spotlight as well, now that the new Brazilian President Lula has been sworn in. In the next few weeks, the European Commission is expected to issue a statement on a possible additional instrument to the agreement, while some officials from the Mercosur bloc said they wanted to reopen negotiations. Over 200 groups from Latin America and Europe signed a statement condemning the European Commission's attempt to change the voting process for upcoming trade agreements. The Commission wants to make it easier and faster for deals to be implemented without the consent of national parliaments. In Malaysia, there has been a strong opposition against the ratification of the Trans-Pacific Partnership, which will likely continue in 2023. The Indian government is planning to continue trade negotiations with the EU, the United Kingdom, the European Free Trade Association, Canada, among others, and the governments of South Korea, Bangladesh and the United Arab Emirates also said they will seek to sign several free trade deals in the near future. Finally, in North America, the US and Canada have argued that measures that favor Mexican energy companies are in breach of the USMCA. The US has also claimed that Mexico's ban on genetically modified corn does not respect commitments made under trade deals. 
Both disputes are expected to move forward in 2023. And that's it for today. More information about this podcast can be found in the description box below. More trade news coming up soon in our next podcast. And in the meantime, you can visit bilaterals.org.